0: And every Wednesday, as you know, for the last eight weeks, Jang Javeri has joined me for JJ's Music Box. And he has taken us around the world to meet some of the amazing female vocalists who touch the hearts of millions across the world. Today, I turn the tables and our featured guest is actually Jayoung himself. We kick off April with JJ's Music Box, focusing on his life and passion for music. Jayang is a musician, teacher and practitioner of Hindustani music and I think it's about time we got to know more about him. And he joins me now. Good afternoon to you, Jayang.
1: Good afternoon, Sadia. It's such a pleasure to be back with you. Um, another Wednesday rather beautiful Wednesday yeah
0: it's a lovely sunny Wednesday and even more sunny as you are going to be telling us all about yourself now during every week as I said I listen to you and I'm always just intrigued to know you know your background because you have a wealth of experience and um, so you know just to kick off first of all just tell me how long you have been actually in Hong Kong now
1: It's tomorrow. It will be exactly 35 years. Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: Exactly 35 years to the day that I arrived in Hong Kong.
0: Very much a local then. Absolutely.
1: I like to think so. Yes.
0: (laughs) No, you know, Jiang, music is just, you know, it is in your blood. And you are I've seen you perform and you are quite amazing. Tell me when when did this start for you?
1: Well first, thank you very much. Um, I'm really flattered that you think that I'm amazing. Um, (laughs) uh, Music's been with me ever since I can remember. Um, As a child, I remember listening to a lot of records of Hindustani instrumental music. See, I come from a family of um, diamond merchants. Uh, They were all businessmen. Uh, Music was appreciated, but I don't think it was enthusiastically encouraged really. Um, However, it just so happened that my uncle played the flute and he was really into music. He used to play these records of uh, Hindustani classical instrumental music. And uh, what fascinated me equally as the music was the records themselves. Mm -hmm. So when I turned six, I abandoned my toy trains and I started demanding that I be (laughs) given records as birthday presents. So I've been collecting music ever since then, and uh, my music was into um, um, sorry, my mother was into classic uh, Bollywood songs. She'd listen to the radio, uh-huh. so that's where I get my interest in that sort of music. And it, in fact, it was she who introduced me uh, to a to a voice called Lata Mangeshkar, whom we shall meet a little later. And we've met her already uh, when we started the, the series of shows right in the beginning. Um, But um, that's how I was introduced to music uh, as a child, and I started collecting music. And when I was eight, I started studying music from a very kindly gentleman who used to come home, and he taught me the rudiments of music. And and as I grew and I listened to more music, I was just not having enough of it. And I wanted to go deeper and wanted to explore a bit more. And um, I think it was around the age of... um, 16 or seven uh yeah 15 or 16 as i was doing my o levels i was introduced to um i bought a record of this lady called kishori amunkar
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i was so besotted by her music that uh, i started talking about her to a school teacher of mine because we shared the same interests uh, we'll call her mrs b okay um i hope she's going to be listening to this program somewhere <laughs> from bombay
0: uh-huh.
1: and um so she turned around and said, Do you know that she's my childhood friend? I said, You don't say. I want to see her tomorrow. You were very
0: lucky in that respect. You managed to get to meet these people and find out.
1: <laughs> yes. And Kishori Amunkar is a legend in Hindustani music. Um, and um, so I was introduced to uh, Kishori Tai, as we used to call her, Thai meaning elder sister in Marathi. Mm-hmm. And um, she took me under her wing. And she really helped to fashion my musical sensibilities. Um, And um, I am what I am musically only because of her. I mean, I credit her with everything that has made me today. And I'd like you to play a track sure. by her, okay. which was her most famous album to date. It's a rag. It's an evening rag, although it is the afternoon right at the moment. But it's, this is an evening rag called bhoop. It's very similar to the Chinese and Japanese pentatonic scales. This is her biggest-selling record, and uh, uh, let's hear just a glimpse of this. Uh, this is Hindustani classical vocal music by Kishori Amonkar. How long is this
2: track? <laughs>
1: So that was Kishori Amonkar singing Raag Bhoop and she not only fashioned my musical sensibilities, um, she also taught me the value of uh, perfection and I met her first in uh, 85, I think it was August or September 85 and that bond lasted till she left the mortal world um, on april the 3rd 2017 so we celebrated her fifth anniversary just a few days ago we marked her fifth anniversary Mm. just a few days ago
0: oh that's quite a privilege to be to have the training from her it's amazing that you managed to you know have that connection
1: yeah and you know what it's because of her that i began to appreciate and understand Um, the music of many of these artists um, that uh, you will listen to today and definitely to begin with the music of uh, the great Lata Mangeshkar and uh, I've chosen a track uh, which is from uh, not from Bollywood this is one of her landmark non-Bollywood recordings I think the uh, she was at her vocal apogee uh, when she recorded this album just a day before she went onto the operating table for a tumor and uh, this was way back in 1975 i think this is her best performance till date and it's a perfect blend of 15th um, 16th century um indian poetry devotional poetry and uh, very timeless musical arrangements composed by her illustrious brother ratanath mangeshkar and written by the same poet mirabai so let's listen to this one
3: Happy, Bani Namo Papi Hare
0: It's a very beautiful track there. So this must have a huge significance in your mind when you hear it.
1: Well, um, I remember picking up that LP sometime when I was around 11 years old, 12 years old. From a record shop. And I must have heard it about 50 times after that.
0: (laughs) And what Um, language is she actually singing in at the moment?
1: That was in Rajasthani.
0: Oh, right. And obviously she was a a master at languages anyway, wasn't she?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's um, uh, just a perfect blend of sublimity and virtuosity
0: mm-hmm. she's amazing now you um obviously had your initial training and then you know you have a you had a guru as well afterwards where you just focused then on improving your own um vocal ability so tell me about your guru
1: that was kishori amundgar her, her oh. um, that was that name yes yeah well, she um she was uh um, she had a very different approach to music she believed that the ultimate aim of music was to give peace and especially for mm-hmm. Hindustani classical music. Um, she defined classical as that beyond which there is nothing. And the music, music as being the finest of all arts. And she wanted us to strive for perfection, perfection in pitch, perfection in expression. She laid great store with the expression of human feelings and a music as a very potent medium of doing so. She considered music to be the language of notes and therefore it was uh, absolutely essential for us to master the medium which is our uh, which are vocal chords, however, just to sing in order to display one's mastery over the medium was not good enough mm-hmm. um, and it was not the done thing. You wanted to use the mastery over your medium uh, in the service of expression of feelings. So her the way that she looked at music was so totally different from a lot of her peers in the Indian classical world. And uh, this is something which always stuck with me and um, her rigorous training in terms of voice cultivation, voice culture, um, the projection of voice. Um, uh, learning how to master the very intricate ornamentations which are necessary for uh, the expression of feelings in Hindustani music, uh, classical music, as well as so-called light music. Mm -hmm. And I say so-called light music because there's nothing light. Light music is only light on the ears. It's actually very difficult to sing Mm -hmm. uh, the way that somebody like Lata Mangeshka does.
0: So how many years were you training under her? How how long did you spend?
1: So I've been... uh, I had been training under her since 1985, and then I had a break when I came to Hong Kong. But then I went back to her. Okay. uh, But I never let go of that bond with her. Um, I was in touch with her, Mm -hmm. and then I uh, um, I continued uh, with her almost every month, and sometimes every other month, until she decided to say goodbye to this world in April. That's uh, amazing. Wow.
0: 2017. very privileged indeed and you know you must have you you've obviously picked up so much from her but then you are also like a sponge in terms of other influences where music is concerned so was that all happening at the same time you were listening to other music and that was influencing the way you were
1: oh absolutely and you know um, they they say that you know the guru does not a real guru does not only merely teach they uh, point the way Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Kishori Amunkar introduced me to the joys of opera, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, have you heard Maria Callas? Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I hadn't heard who was Maria Callas. She said, well, you need to listen to Maria Callas to find out what a human voice is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so, I began to listen to the voice of Maria Callas. And I've got a track here for you, Uh from uh, it's an aria, aria from the opera called Il Barbiere di Siviglia, the Barber of Seville, Una Voce Poco Fa, where she almost twitters like a bird. Shall we listen to this one? Mm-hmm.
0: just listen I, it's almost like you were listening to a bird there and she sounded amazing what a powerful number that was beautiful
1: it was was not i mean she used to be known as uh, she knows she's known as la diva i mean it was not for nothing that they gave her that title mm.
0: no she was amazing now tell me how about your influence like you you moved to hong kong and you know now you're probably listening to all sorts of things how did did mm. hong kong influence your music taste?
1: Oh, absolutely. You see, uh, when I moved to Hong Kong, I was 17, and in those days, I already had a fascination for Western classical music, so I started attending uh, concerts at the Philharmonic. And then there was a friend of mine, a lady by the name of Sujata Subramaniam. she herself was a bit of a singer, and she introduced me to the joys of jazz. Mm -hmm. And in those days, in Lan Kwai Fong, there was a place, I I, I should call it an institution, called the Jazz Club. Mm And the greats of Hong Kong would perform there week in and week out. Um, people like Eugene Pau, um, whom I had the privilege of performing with, as well as uh, he was part of our shows, um, for, has been part of our shows over the last few years, as well as uh drummer Anthony Fernandez, who's who's done a lot of music arrangements for us, and saxophonist Rick, Rick Halstead. And listening to that music, I was also introduced to the Music of Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, and Dinah Washington. And uh, it was Ella that really got my attention. And of course, Louis Armstrong. Yes. And that was. What a duo. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Another blend of sublimity and virtuosity. And uh, yeah, I would like to play a small track by Ella and Louis. Um, This was from one of their albums that they did together. It was done without a rehearsal in the studio uh, over a matter of two days, uh, these tracks. And um, this is one of them. And uh, it's called I've Got Snow, My Love to Keep Me Warm. The,
4: the wind is blowing, but I can't weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. I can't remember. Worst December Just watch Watch those icicles icicles Fall What do I care if icicles Fall I've got got my my love To keep me warm Off with with my Overcoat, off with with my Glove, I need No overcoat, I'm burning With love, my heart's On fire, the flame Grows higher, so I What What do I I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Yes, snow is snowing, the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Yes. I can't remember. I watched December. Just watch those icicles fall. What do I care if icicles fall, Baby, I've got my love to keep me warm. Oh, off with my overcoat, off with my dumbs. I need no overcoat, I'm burning with love. My heart's on fire, the flame blows higher, so I will with the sun. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. The snow is snowing low
0: That's a nice track, too. Jam, really nice. So it's good fun. Yeah. And now, you know, in Hong Kong, obviously, you know, you were influenced by different types of music that was going on. But at the same time, you also set up the South Asian Arts Academy, which was a major thing for you. And, and it really has made a difference in terms of awareness of music. So tell me about that.
1: Well, that came about um, because of my teaching activities as well as um, a desire to collaborate with um, local musicians like Eugene Pau and um, the City Chamber Orchestra um, and to present to the audience um, not only uh, pure classic Indian, Hindustani and Carnatic classical music but also music that kind of cross borders and uh, where we could blend uh, Indian music with uh Genres such as jazz and Latin and symphony, without in any way compromising on the authenticity or the quality of the Indianness of the music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, since 2015, we've done three major concerts, two of which have been done with the City Chamber Orchestra, um, and uh, we've done two um, arts festivals with the Asia Society, which was which were dedicated to women in uh, South Asian art. And I have a great team with me, um, people like Sabine Steffen, my creative director and, you know, people like Raju and Andre, Professor Andre Elias and uh, a few other mem- board members, Nisha Javeri, Aditi J. Raman, um, who have come together and made this possible. Actually, it's not only me, it is them. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we work as a team. Um, audiences in Hong Kong have appreciated it. A lot of these concerts, uh, uh, clips from these concerts are available on YouTube for people to watch. Um, this has been an absolutely delightful experience working with um, artists in Hong Kong and some visiting artists uh, from India um, and promoting um, the awareness of uh, rich traditional Indian music amongst um a non-Indian audience in Hong Kong.
0: And I think you have because um, you have a really good turnout to some of these events. I've been to a couple of them. They've been fantastic. So now, Jang, as we close, we are going to close soon. But what is your ambition now? What is it that you would like to do apart from raising awareness of of this amazing music in Hong Kong?
1: The sky is the limit, as they say, to um, reiterate a cliche, um, I just want to continue to teach um, Hindustani music. Um, I also, uh, by daytime, I run my own consulting business. So it's really two things that I do um, here. And um, I want to do more concerts, not only in Hong Kong, but around the region. We want to take the South South Asian Arts Academy Global um, in the future and uh, to provide uh, a platform for artists and for um, collaboration, collaborate more collaborations with different styles of music in the future.
0: Well, I'm certainly going to keep up to date and I um, think the 123 show will certainly tell everyone about what's going on. But now, yeah. Jang, you're yeah. going to be back next week, but what what are we ending with now? Which track have you chosen?
1: It's got to be Latin. Um, I've mm-hmm. chosen a track by uh, Astrid Gilberto, uh, Astro Giberto and um, composed by Antonio, uh, Carlos Antonio Jobim it's a song called The One Note Samba and I like it because there are a few lines which totally run on one note and yet it's delightfully complex and great on the
0: Fantastic, years. well I look forward to it Cheng. thank you very much and we'll see you again next week.
1: Thank you Sadia